0: Last week, I talked about Pentecost. This week, I'm going to talk about, so now we have the Holy Spirit, now what? Okay, it's kind of a continuation from last week's uh, message. So last week, we learned about what happened at what is called Pentecost in the church and um, what it means to us. So recap of last week is Jesus was resurrected. He came with his, you know, to his followers. We probably know. Um, and he went to heaven in spirit, you know, he didn't die again. He went to heaven in body and he told his followers to wait in Jerusalem until this Holy Spirit would come. And they did what he asked them to do for once. <laughs> um, they received the Holy Spirit in a wild way with what looked like tongues of fire resting on each person's head. And they began to speak in languages they didn't know. Many people heard them speaking in the hearers native language. Peter spoke boldly to the people and over 3000 people accepted Jesus and were added to the family of believers of Jesus. So that's like in a really little nutshell, right? What I talked about last week. So what now? So obviously we're after Pentecost because it was like 2000 and however many years ago, 2022 years ago. So we are post Pentecost and we have the gift of the Holy spirit. Let's look at what the believers did in the Bible and see if we can like glean some wisdom from what they did after they got the Holy Spirit as to what we can do since we have the Holy Spirit. So we're, um, we are included in the followers who can be empowered with the Spirit, just for those who were in Jerusalem that day over 2,000 years ago. In Acts 2 38 and 39, It says, now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this is the part right here, verse 39. Oh, we're in Acts chapter two. Yeah, sorry about that. So for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord, our God calls to himself. We are the children who are far off and the Lord has called us to himself. We can respond. And many, as many of us have by turning away from the things that are hurting us from sin and being baptized, let's look at what happened after the Holy spirit was poured out. And see if we can get a glimpse of what day-to-day life looked like being empowered by the Holy Spirit. So we're going to look at Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. So this is after Peter got bold and preached and 3,000 or more over 3,000 people got saved. This is kind of like after a big revival or like a big meeting where a bunch of God stuff happens, you go back to daily life, right? Yes. So this is back to daily life. Let's see what it looked like, because that's kind of where we are right now, right? Our daily day-to-day life. So Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47 says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together, They didn't go to a meeting and go their separate ways. It sounds like they really kept a sense of community. Like they were, um, they hung out with each other. They spent time together. They helped like if somebody had a need and somebody was able to meet that need, the person that could meet the need helped the person who had the need. But in order to know even what people's needs are, we have to have that community with each other. We have to know each other well to know what our needs are. So they were together. They had community with each other. They learned about Jesus and His ways. They shared meals together. They did miracles, and they were in awe of what God was doing in the midst of them. There were signs and wonders that, you know, I picture like they're at dinner and somebody's like, "Oh man, I have a toothache." Can you imagine? There, I don't think there was dentists, but somebody's like, "Oh, my tooth hurts so bad. I can't eat this bread." And somebody's like, well, "Let's try to pray," and they were like, "You know, in Jesus' name, or however they did it, in the name of Yeshua Hamashiach, you know, tooth be healed." And then he's like, "Oh, thanks, I can eat now." Right? That was pretty powerful. I can picture like these intimate times, and it says that they were in awe of those signs and wonders. I, at least speaking for me personally. I've seen some pretty incredible miracles that God has done in people's lives. And I'm still shocked every time something happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, even though, I mean, I want to say that I expect it and I'm walking (laughs) this mighty faith, but I'm still like, whoa, like God did that. And it's exciting. And it's kind of like Uh, every it's like awe and wonder and that's where they were at in this place of awe and wonder but together like rejoicing with each other Uh, they helped each other out with what they needed they hung out had more meals twice in that passage it talks about eating together so that's pretty fun right (laughs) we have soup after church that barbara brought so we can share a meal together um they praised god and enjoyed their time with each other and the lord added to their numbers those who were being saved do we, this kind of goes along with what Jessica said too, do we know people who need to be added to the numbers of those being saved? Do we know people who need to know Jesus and the good news that he offers and who need to be healed? Do we know people like that guys? Yes. Yeah. You think of people in your life who, um, need to be added to the number of those being saved? Let's pray. I This isn't in my notes, but let's think of some people right now that we know who maybe are far from God or don't know God. And let's take a minute and I'm going to pray for those people. So think of that person in your mind, maybe like the person who you think would be the last person that you to know Jesus. So God, we lift up that person to you that we're thinking of. I pray that they would encounter you, that they would come to know you and they would be added to those who are being saved that you would heal their bodies, that you would heal their minds, that you would heal their hearts of the hurt that they've experienced. And give us an opportunity, God, to talk to these people about you. And when we get that opportunity, I ask that you would tell us what to say and what not to say, and that we would listen. In
1: Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen. Could this be a way to live in our culture and society today? Like the way that we heard how the how the people were living. Could we do that today? Is that even realistic? What do you guys think? Could we like live like they were talking about in Acts where they broke bread together. They saw signs and wonders. They had all things in common. They're selling their possessions and then helping people who needed help. They're um, praising God together. Do you think that that could be a reality for us? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so, too. What would it look like to live like that nowadays? Like, really, honestly, like, what would that look like? I think sometimes it looks like Zoom. You know, Harold's in Colorado. Yeah. And Bobby's at home not feeling good. And Roger, I don't even know where Roger is. <laughs> Somewhere in the world. And... um. That could be like community in a way nowadays in this con- cultural context. What's another way that we could have community? Do you guys have any ideas?
1: In my family, when somebody has a birthday, we just all go to the biggest house of the family and have a dinner and cake. You know, it's not like a really big shindig, but I mean, just we get together quite often in our family just to um, just celebrate each other. And-
0: and victories. And- so do you know if somebody's hurting in your family? Like if someone has a need?
1: Yes. Is that a parent? Yes. Even, even if they try to keep it and <laughs> secret. So one of us finds out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you're in community and you're in
1: fellowship with exactly. each other. Yeah. You're sharing life together.
0: Yeah. So I think we could, I think it would look a little different than, than in the Bible days. Right. Oh yeah. We probably would be dressed differently (laughs) i'm picturing it in my head you know what it looked like then and what it would look like now and depending on each other would look different nowadays too like giving somebody a ride that could be a way that we help somebody in need if you have a car somebody needs a ride there you go that's taking what you have and helping somebody else the simple things doesn't have to be like selling your house and giving your money away to everybody it can be giving somebody a ride or somebody's sick or somebody doesn't have food providing a meal, you know, like Barbara provided soup for us. My stomach's growling (laughs) because it smells really good. (laughs) Um, and that's also breaking bread together. That's kind of cool. So could Tierra Nueva be a place where people could come and feel the love of God so deeply that they would want to be a part of what God's doing here? And what would that look like? Like really honestly, and I don't want like fluffy answers, like Really, what would it look like for Tierra Nueva to be a place where people felt that God. fellowship and that community?
1: There's I'm, having... I'm if you want somebody to come to church, well, in my history, excuse me, you know, you have to stay, you kind of have to stay on people. like, well, okay, come to church. They're like, oh yeah, let's go to church. You know, you have to like, keep on. on I mean, it's definitely a...
0: Mm-hmm. So, and Jessica's people, saying stay on people. people. I don't know if you yeah, guys can you hear on Zoom, but she's saying to stay on people and keep on them and don't just invite them and forget about them. But...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And if they say no, keep inviting them. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: I want to do more community events that we can invite people to that isn't church. Right. You know, we're yeah. going to be doing more of that that isn't um coming to a church but hey do you want to go to the park or you want to go to um you know where i really want to do a church camp out wouldn't that be funny guys yeah. maybe you guys aren't campers but you could come during the day <laughs> um were you going to say something barbara i feel like i cut you
1: off A lot of people have the wrong idea about church a lot of people think that it's when you have to dress up nice and act a certain way and um when i was young i was just like you knew me i was like punk gangster thug like and you knew me (laughs) things yeah yeah and and i just didn't feel like i would be loved and accepted like everybody Mm -hmm. would be like well look at that weird girl walking in but once i finally did I, I was very surprised so mm-hmm. a lot of people think that uh churches for like people that are like better than everyone else like, yeah, yeah or they've
0: yeah, experienced yeah. it
1: yeah and so to just like be like hey you know i'm i'm mm-hmm. humble and i'm wearing my burton stocks and sweats let's go you know yeah it's just it, it, it really speaks volumes to just be a casual person and just be like you know this is home it's not somewhere you have to pretend to be someone else mm-hmm.
0: Totally. Yeah, I think people feel like they're gonna be judged
1: yeah. a lot of times, yeah. <sighs> also think uh people are sometimes pretty crappy because they also tend to use the piece that are close to them and they are they're kind of like, Well, I don't really have to go to church because I know they hear what you are so right, Oh, you're so and right, so manual. Well, uh-huh.
0: Yeah, but they need the community, yeah. yeah. What Emmanuel was saying for, this, for you guys on Zoom is that sometimes people will expect that they can get church from you instead of being part of a community, and they think that's yes. enough. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, I think there's lots
0: of factors, like, to make Tierra Nueva, or make any place for that matter. Place where people want to be a part of. I think the factors are as diverse as the people. Like each person has a different story. Each person has different needs. Um, but a healthy community of Jesus followers is something that many people would actually love to be a part of if they felt like they'd be included. Especially one where people can come as they are and not feel judged. So we got a glimpse of what day-to-day life was like Generally. I wonder if they just stayed in their happy Jesus loving and focused on loving only the people who are in fellowship with them, you know, in their houses and ate together. It seems like lots of potlucks probably. Yeah. You know, did they stay in their church basement and eating potlucks? No, let's hope not. (laughs) So let's see what happens next. So now we're going to go over to Acts chapter three. When the Bible was written, there wasn't chapters and verses. So sometimes like a book of the bible is cut off at the end and you think that's the end and then like two ended now three starts another one but really it was all written together and they add chapters and verses so we could find our way in the bible so in acts chapter three verses one through ten i'm going to read it says now peter and john were going up to the temple oh wait i'm going to say this first (laughs) something that i wrote here um this is a loaded passage of scripture with so many levels of depth to explore but for the sake of what we're talking about today we're only going to look at like one level of it kind of like the surface level of what was going on someday maybe i i would actually love to speak on this passage more in depth because i think there's tons of like treasure in it (laughs) to be mined out but um so acts chapter three verses one through ten it says now peter and john We're going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried. means he couldn't walk. It's not like he wasn't cool. (laughs) Um, A man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms, which is like money, of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement as to what happened to him. So a spirit-filled life is a life that goes out and has encounters with people who need a touch from God. What do the people who you encounter in your day-to-day life need? Do they need to know God?
1: Yes. Every person needs to know the Lord. Mm -hmm.
0: We don't have to be weird about it either, right? We don't have to like assault people with the name of Jesus, like go after them, like you know jesus loves you (laughs) you know some people feel compelled to do that stuff and i think it weirds people out (laughs) no we don't have to cram jesus down anybody's throat because jesus is beautiful and if if we show people who he truly is they're attracted to him we don't really have to sell jesus to people we just have to just have to like introduce yeah and introduce yep introduce Mm. Jesus.
1: yes hmm Is that a good example?
0: So we don't want to have to confront Jesus. Lorinda, who's not here today, tells a story, you probably heard it, Jessica and Jason, of like a guy chasing her uh, through a parking lot or something. And she was like, oh, saying, do you know God? Do you know God? And she literally ran, I think. Do you remember that story, Jason? And, <laughs> but you can picture it, huh? <laughs> like your mom, like I'm out of here. Um, I'd be like, why? You need this phone number? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we don't have to, when I talk about taking God out, I'm not talking about taking him out like that. I think that because we have the Holy spirit and because we're after Pentecost, right. We have the same Holy spirit. God tells us what to do to talk to people. The spirit can lead and we can get like a little nudge. Like, like you feel, Oh man, I really need to talk to that person. And then, then God tells us what to say. So Peter and John went out, had an opportunity, which was a man begging for money. He yeah. was asking for money, but he didn't even realize that God, through Peter and John, could give him more than he could even imagine. There are people who we encounter in our daily lives who may not even realize the emptiness they, fill, they feel can be filled with Jesus, and we can be the ones to introduce them to Jesus and the places in their lives can be healed physically, emotionally mentally and they can have a new walk one that is with us because he's the one who loves them most of all so just like peter and john told the person get up and walk we can introduce people to jesus and they can have a new walk for their whole lives (coughs) um because we have the holy spirit we can have a healthy community in our fellowship um and we can only do these things because God gives us the Holy Spirit to live in us and that's good news. We don't have to do anything on our own. We don't have to do any of these things by ourselves. it um, says because we have the Holy Spirit, we can have healthy community in our fellowship taking care of each other and experiencing healing and wholeness within the church. But just as important is that with the Holy Spirit, we can go out and bring Jesus to the people who could be hurt or not able to walk through the hardships of life. People who wouldn't just come into the church. It's important to experience God and all we have in God within the church, but it's equally important to go out to the streets and take Jesus there. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to do both of those things. So I'm going to give you guys a blessing. I need water. I don't have COVID. (laughs) i want to bless you with something out of um oh i didn't write it down it's ephesians chapter 3 verses 16 through 20 16 through 19 actually um so i want to bless you guys with this according to the riches of his glory that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through the spirit in your inner being so that christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God be strengthened in the holy spirit friends to be able to do all that god has called you to do which is more than we could ever imagine
1: so God
0: bless you guys.